You're listening to Who I Met at the Market, a podcast where we hear inspirational stories from our market goers. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Who I Met at the Market. Sarah, would you like to introduce our guest for today? Yes, on this episode, we'll be chatting to Liam. We met Liam at Hunter Markets. Uh, Liam is in the vintage scene of Melbourne. Similar to us, he truly supports shopping slow and is a big advocate for shopping secondhand. He's a vintage reseller and successfully runs an awesome depot and has previously run massive vintage warehouse sales, all whilst navigating his teenage years. Brands you can find on Liam's Depop include awesome vintage Harley tees, Tommy Hilfiger, Polo, Nike, and heaps more. We've got Liam on the pod today to chat about taking an alternative route to traditional academic career paths, and we're going to pick his brain about Depop and what it takes to be a successful reseller. Let's get into the episode. Hi, Liam. Welcome to the pod. G'day. It's good to be here. I'm stoked to be here. Excited to get to it. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. We're um, a couple of days into the harsh lockdown, but um, I'm getting through it. I'm still working, still um, grinding the deep off and whatnot. So yeah, it's not too bad for me. Amazing. Oh, so we're going to kick off with a question that we ask every single guest, and that is, what is your favorite quote? Oh, this is exciting. I, I like these ones. I've, I've got a lot of quotes. It was a, yeah. And here we were, we're like, Liam is not going to have a quote. He's like a <laughs> bloke. Like, oh, and also, how old are you, Liam? Uh, I'm 19. 19 I'm 19 okay, yeah cool. just turned 19 in April so yeah yeah ah uh, okay cool yeah we're like Liam's not gonna fucking have a quote that he <laughs> I'm not that dumb I might I might sound dumb but I'm not that dumb you're not <laughs> dumb you're oh, so clever all. that's why we bought you on no 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 um all right so it's one from Arnold Schwarzenegger um, oh cool the bodybuilder the man the myth um so it is the worst thing that I can be is the same as everybody else I hate that it's just a good one because it's sort of it relates to a lot of things, in my opinion, like it's sort of, you don't want to wear the same things that everyone else is wearing. You don't want to act the same way. You know, you don't, you want to be doing what you want, when you want, however you want, I guess. So I think, yeah, that's a good one for Arnold that I like. That's very good. Cool. That's very you, Sarah. That is <laughs> What's your staff sign? Um, I actually, I'm not even kidding. I, I don't know. Okay. Got, we need to Google this. Funny story about that. I got asked one of, one of the first times I went out just after the last lockdown, um, the security got my ID, checked it, and he was like, what's your star sign? And I got pushed to the back of line because I genuinely did not know my star oh. sign. When's your birthday? Uh, April 13th. Friday the 13th. Oh, oh witchy. You're an Aries. I am an Aries, yeah. I thought I thought I was in the back of my head, but yeah, yeah. So um, back in 2019, I actually met Liam. Um, he was looking for a space to run a massive indoor warehouse sale, and he approached me to run it in the space where we hold hunter markets and he came and checked out the venue with one of his friends who's also big into thrifting and yeah that's kind of how we met yeah yeah Liam do you want to talk a little bit about those two epic markets because we get asked all the time when they're going to happen again oh I'm itching for it yeah so obviously I met I met Sarah I went with um I went with Joel and I went with Max and we checked out this wonderful pink building which is sort of awesome um and we went in there and we looked at the space and it was just this like phenomenal like perfect space and they supplied like the um supplied like the clothes racks and everything they had the little cute food caravan that's now turned into a cafe gee how the upgrades go um and so we we got the space then we had we had a local dj um ed kent such a nice guy who we poached yeah yeah who you guys poached um 
And yeah, so he was in there and we had, I think over the two markets, we like, we had a good few thousand people. So many people. And the crowd was completely different to hunt markets as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that and um, yeah, we had an absolute ball. We had around 30 storeholders that paid for a little little spot. And then obviously we, me, Max and Joe had our setup and we just did it on a Saturday, like the whole day, which is really cool. Markets are just, they're just the best, they're unbeatable. And then Liam held a stall at Hunter Markets. Right. where he sold all of his all of his teas and yeah. that kind of went off and you sold one to um an influencer Florence who was on so, the bachelor yeah Florence yeah yeah and she posted a picture wearing one of Liam's, oh Liam's jumpers yeah so that was really yeah cool. that was that was awesome I bought a bunch of old vintage 90s blank crewnecks and then I had um these patches these Tommy Hilfiger patches made over in Thailand they were made from recycled plastic and I got them and I ironed them onto the jumpers and Florence bought one of them and she posted it on her Instagram and, and tagged Hayes Vintage Wear and like my Instagram that night it's never gone off more in my life and I had I had Ed Kent, the DJ, who was right next to me. So I was, I was chatting with him and like, yeah, it was cool. I was watching the amount of girls who would give him attention was phenomenal. Like, oh good on him. Oh, my God, he's a, he's a sexy, sexy man. man. Yeah, spot on, spot on, yeah. A great place for a young single man to be. That's kind yeah, of, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, why yeah. we poached him and we were like, hello. <laughs> and he always are... dresses so eccentric and so cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, are you single? Um, Yeah, I am at the moment. Yeah, I am single. Ooh. Shit, this is why we gotta get you back at the market. Hell yeah. This is why he's on the potty. This is why we're on the potty. We're gonna plug your personal Instagram as well. No, I'm so so keen to get back to 100. That was so much fun. That was probably like one of the most fun I've had at a market. So the last time we spoke to you, you were telling us about how you kind of ditched your higher education to kind of pursue footy. Yeah, yeah. Are you still are you st- are you still doing that? Yeah, yeah. So after year twelve finished, um, I, I got the ATAL that I wanted. I was, I was happy with that, and I, that that was doing all all online school through year twelve in twenty twenty. So that was um that was tough, but anyway, we got through it. And then um come the start of this year, um, I got into the uni course that I wanted to at RMIT. It was business bacheloring in um innovation, and I did a month of that, and it was all online again. And online's not really my thing. As you can tell, it took me 20 minutes trying to get onto this podcast. But anyway. Um, <laughs> He's not good with technology. <laughs> so um, I deferred uni um, for the first semester to focus on footy. So I play for um, Sandy Dragons down in, um, we train in Moorabbin at RSCA Park. Cool. And so, yeah, training's pretty full on there. So I sort of took this year off, which is a little bit frustrating now that we're in a lockdown because obviously I'm... I'm not playing footy, footy training's cancelled. But it, it has been good because I, I played the first um, first eight games of the season uninterrupted and like my sole focus was football and obviously selling clothes, which is which is my job. That's what I do for work. So yeah, it was just a lot more relaxing sort of taking taking the year off education and just being able to focus on sort of my, my full interests, if you know what I mean. Cool. Do you recommend that path for any like teens listening to this? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I think I think definitely the for all the year twelves at school at the moment, I think a lot of them will take the year off next year to do sort of whatever they want, just because of the whole online aspect to it. I mean it probably if we were on campus at university, I think 100% I would have gone in. I think I think I would have loved it, but I just, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like well, my uni experience was like living out of home and half of the experience was being there and being on campus and meeting yeah. people. So if you yeah. don't have yeah. that, it's almost like 50% of what you sign up for 
it's been taken away from you. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so true. Fair. Spot on, spot on. But then it's really hard as well. On the uh, on the other hand, I took I took a gap. Well, I never went to uni, so a I long took, gap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I knew that I just really had a travel itch in me. So I, I worked like two to three jobs and travelled. But whereas the teens finishing now don't really even have that in the foreseeable future to be able to yeah pack yeah, up and travel. Yeah. So it's like, well, should I just fucking go to uni? And yeah, yeah. What else do you do? Yeah. And are you going to keep doing your thrifting and as a side hustle if you make it as a big footy star? Oh, 100%. Good. 100%, no matter what. <laughs> Always thrifting. That's what, I, that's what I wear. Like right now, I'm, I'm not even kidding. The shoes that I'm wearing from an op shop, the shorts I'm wearing from an op shop, um, the jumper I bought off one of my mates, one of my old cousin's t-shirts. It's like a cool Nike one. The hat that I have on is from an op shop. Um, unfortunately, my underwear from a shop. Sorry. Um, <laughs> There's got to be a line. <laughs> and the signs that I just took off are from an op shop. So, like, I mean, literally everything I wear is, yeah, I'll, I'll never stop. You'll have Man, to send me the photo. But what if you're, like, earning fucking millions when you're a footy star? Then hopefully I have someone else op shopping for me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll see it. It's it's so peaceful. Like you two would know, like when you're looking through the racks at a, at a thrift shop, it's just like you know you've got your earphones in. Like you just yeah, it's like it's like meditation in a way, you know. Yeah, it is meditation. It's self care. You're not mucking around. It's good. Yeah. So how did you get into thrifting to begin with? Um, so funny story. I I got into it. Um, one day I accident. I accidentally walked past it. Um, it was just one of the local ones in Mentone. I was I was on my way home from school and I was walking past. I think it's um. The St. Augustine's in Mentone, just next to Baker's Delight. Oh, yeah, we know it there. We know the one. Yeah, yeah. I was walking past there and there was a pair of um, of Nike Air Maxes in the window. And I, I think I was I was in year six, so I, I was 12. And I saw them and I was like, oh, like, what's what's this shop? And anyway, I, I went on in and I was like, whoa. And then I remember I found like a few cool T-shirts and I was like, far out. Like these, these T-shirts are $2.50 each. Like what the hell? And obviously, like, you know, I didn't have bank then or anything and then so i got them i got the shoes and i went home and i was like mom like look at this like and she's like well what are you gonna do with the shoes that don't fit you and i was like oh far out what do i do now and then i have a family friend sam winter who actually got me into it all and he had an instagram account at the time just a really local one sort of when it was all first starting and he gave me the password to that and i got onto that and i started selling a few things and then sort of from mid-year six just like every weekend i'd spend it like just thrifting nonstop and then getting so much and then putting it on his Instagram. And then eventually around, I think, year nine or no, year eight when I was 13, 14, I made my own Instagram account. Um, it was called Melbourne Cheap Buyers at the time. It's now turned into Hayes Vintage Wear. And I'd pretty much, I'd spend all weekend thrifting, like all Saturday, Sunday. And then through the week, I'd take the odd weekend, sort of every fortnight on a Saturday. I'd um, set up at Flinders Street Station from Saturday about 9 a.m. till probably 2 p.m. Every sort of like 10 minutes, I'd have someone come and pick up an item they bought. So I'd just set up there for the day. Oh, my God. Oh my that God. is a true hustler. Yeah. So that, that was awesome. That is crazy, Liam. I did not oh know this God. story. Yeah, yeah. You're like a vintage dealer. Well, another funny story, as you say, dealer, um, in year seven, when I was going to parties, I'd, I'd meet people there and they'd text me and say, hey, like, I want to grab that jump or whatever. And one time I, I came home from a party and, um, you know, obviously mum freaking out, me going to a party in year seven. And I came back and I, I had a lot of cash because I'd, I'd sold, I think, like three T-shirts, a hat and a few jumpers. And I came back and I had like a couple hundred dollars and, and mum came storming into my room and she like she was like holding the water cash that was from my wallet. And she's like, where did you get this? Like, what is it? And then I explained and like I showed her and I was like, I had to sort of go through it all. And the, the, it was so cool because I saw the switch from 
my son's a drug dealer to, oh, he's he's got something going here. Like, good on him. He's an entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> That's much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, um, yeah, no, that was, that was really cool. That was probably one of the, one of my favorite moments, like between me and mom would have been, would have been that. Oh, that's so sweet, Liam. I really like that story. What's the littest thing that you bought and then resold for a bank for a lot of money? I think my personal one, I found a Rip Curl reversible ski jacket that was corduroy on one side and then like snow gear on the other side. Wow, that's lit. I got that. It was on a $1 rack. And I went up to the cash register and I also had a t-shirt that was like $4. And the lady let me have the ski jacket for free. And I sold that one on an eBay auction for, I think, $430. Whoa, that's lit. What the hell? Yeah, so that, that was wild. That was, that was awesome. That was probably my best like flip, I guess. Okay. What's the best thing that you've ever thrifted? It was actually like only a few months ago. Um, I went in there and I found in one of the display cabinets, they had a Louis Vuitton horse helmet. Oh yeah, cool. Like a, an equestrian riding yeah. helmet. That's the word. That's the word I needed. Thank you. Um, yeah, and it's it's got like a buckle. It's like a leather strap, and it's just I, obviously I don't wear it around, but it's it's up in my room. So that, that's probably the coolest thing I reckon I've found. Oh, it's cool. cool. What's the coolest thing you've ever found, Alan? Uh, recently, I think I sent you a photo. I found that Gucci bag. Oh yes. In, oh no way. Yeah, and it, it's like pretty beat up. It's pretty old, but I got it for like thirty five dollars or something, and I'm looking into getting it restored. Oh yeah, such a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because it's, it's vintage. I think it's from like the eighties or something. So far out. Yeah, when it's looking good, it should be worth a bit of money. Yes, it's exciting. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, kind of kind of adds adds to the character a bit. I reckon when it's like a little bit beaten up and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I want to sell it though. I think I keep it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I always try and keep like the really good finds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just to hold on to. Yeah, what about you, Sarah? I feel like there's stuff that I've thrifted that is really good that I've gotten so many wares out of, like a staple in my wardrobe. So there's a few of those. But then I also like... I've got two pieces of furniture in my lounge room and they're both from Vintage Marketplace. That's awesome. A little cane coffee table and then like a little cane hutch, which is like for books and candles. And I feel like those are both lit. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. But no real... Yeah, I haven't really thrifted anything designer. Yeah, that's the only designer thing I've ever found. I think it's hard to find something that's genuine. Oh, yeah. It's so competitive as well. Like, Because since I started in year six to seven, like the thrifts were just full of stuff. Like I'd go in there and I'd know that I'd come out with a bag. But now it's like, you know, it's hard to get a couple of things. But I still love love doing it just because it's good fun. Yeah. Yes. But I'm just like, get the op shops reopen right now because so many people are cleaning out their closet in ISO as well. Oh, yeah. It's going to be. But that's, that's what's exciting, I reckon. It's like, you <laughs> New know, shit. Hunt, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be stocked to the bloody roof. Yeah, We'll all be queuing out the front like day one they reopen. Yes, yeah, exactly. yeah. So where do you predominantly sell on? Do you, do you have a website or is it mainly Depop or? So I had a website um, a couple months ago, yep. but I'm literally in the process just totally rebranding the whole website, rebooting it and getting it looking a little bit more professional. So that's that's something I'm working on full time at the moment. Um, but yeah, Depop, Depop's probably my biggest, I sell a lot through there and then even just like through Instagram, like I'll put, obviously I advertise a lot of my Depop products through there as well. But yeah, Depop's definitely the, the main one. Yeah. Mad. So we want to talk a bit about that today because I feel like our followers, well, they're thrifty babes, but they also all have their own kind of Depop accounts. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and we kind of want to talk about your tips on how to be successful on Depop. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. When I first downloaded Depop, it took me so long because there's so many different like little techniques and, you know, with the hashtags and all that sort of stuff that just... But anyway, 
I've got like a few main points that I reckon I reckon could benefit a few people. Obviously, Depop take ten percent of each sale. Yeah. So, well, an obvious one is to just you don't have to take the ten percent loss. You can just mark your products up the ten percent, so you don't lose it. Good tip. Another one, I think showing off the best parts of your items. So, for example, if you have a pair of flared jeans, you want to obviously show show off the flare. So, make sure that the first photo that people see capturing, engaging, and it shows off the best feature of the item. Good one. Also, this is, this is one I only found out sort of a couple of weeks ago is when I take photos of my items, you know when you want, for example, if you've got a jacket and you want the arms to sit nicely but they'll keep falling, you can use blue tack just to stick them there for the photo. Clever. We use um like thumbtack fins. Yep, yep, yep. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next tip. Pricing's a big one. I think you've got to be really consistent throughout your pricing on your Depop. You don't really want to have – you've got similar things and the pricing's really off. I think if you just keep it consistent – your followers are going to, they know what to expect. And then I think things that I personally, that catch my eyes on Depop, like I think good lighting is number one. Key, yes. 100%. It's the key because it's it's what people see first. It Because the quality of the photo and the lighting of it, it just makes your product worth so much more in my opinion. Either use Photoshop to blank out the background to make it white or to make it whatever color you want. Do you model anything or not? I don't. So pretty much I on Depop, it's all the same, just plain white background. Some people make the mistake and they post, if they're posting a t-shirt, they'll have a full body shot with shoes in it, with jeans in it, with sunglasses in it. And it just takes the attention away from the t-shirt. If you're selling a t-shirt, that's got to be the main feature of your photo. Yeah. So on the other side of it, when you're shopping secondhand online, how do you find the good stuff? Do you have any tips for what to search, the things you look out for when you're shopping online? Um, yeah, so when, so I do I do shop a lot on eBay and through a lot of local vintage websites. For Depop, strictly, the Depop reviews are always so good. Like most accounts have Depop reviews. For people that don't know, once you buy a product, the seller reviews you and then you give them a review. So it's a really good honesty system, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, and so I always strictly read through all the reviews, make sure that they're all good. And most of them are. Like Depop's pretty good with that. And I think making sure that you've seen the measurements to items, I think that's a crucial thing when you're buying is because some items can say it's a size large but if it's from the 80s you know the size large is probably going to be different to what is in a footlocker store or whatever so i think making sure that you've got the measurements and you make sure i know i've bought countless jumpers that don't fit me and stuff and i've learned do you need to check the measurement good one for sure i know a lot of people being caught out by that oh yeah yeah how much stock do you have at the moment just randomly do you have heaps bit of a funny story so um this year, my sister's, God bless her, she picked the right year to do it, but she's doing a gap year program in the army. Cool. Yeah, no, it's really good for her. But also, her room's become, no no one's in here. So I've um I've taken it upon myself to sort of move into her room for the year. So I've flipped her bed up, the wardrobe's been pushed to the side, and I've got my whole photography sort of studio in it, and all my clothing racks are in here at the moment. Mad. I think live on my Depop, there's around 300 items. I've got four big boxes that I haven't opened of stock just because I'm trying to get through everything. Um, so I've probably got 400 items just sitting, waiting to be photoed and waiting to be cleaned and all that. So cool. That's mad. So I feel like you would be obviously a pretty trendy guy. 
because you sort through that stuff and you're like, nah, I know that would sell and now nah, that's shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think feel that there's any like upcoming trend predictions of what's about to be hot within the next year? Oh, this is a good question. This is a really good question because who would have thought that a Harley Davidson t-shirt would suddenly become the most wanted t-shirt for all ages like this is true. that trend was crazy like i think that went under the radar that just some motorcycle company from the 90s got like massive throughout the whole vintage community yeah. this is true or even like pre-covid if somebody was like to me i'm gonna start a loungewear company and it's gonna be just like matching tracksuits i would have been like okay boring yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally exactly, boring exactly. but loungewear right now so many companies are, are oh, jumping God, yeah. on that bandwagon because people are just at home yeah 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 that's the biggest trend of the last two years is just like loungewear. Yeah, 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 so true. No one could have predicted that. Not at all. But I think fluoro's going to have to make a big comeback. I think fluoro, neon, that's all about to go crazy, I reckon. It'll be it'll be the new nightlife scene. Everyone, fluoro, fluoro. Yeah, no, that's probably right because we've cycled through the 90s and then now the Y2K fashion's in. And I feel like the bottom end of Y2K, fluoro was a bit of a thing. I remember having some fluoro stuff. Yeah. I feel like we're cycling back to that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've got a little, I'm, I'm putting a few things away just for when it fully kicks in, you know, and I can I can head out in my fluoro yellow shirt and my, you know. <laughs> I love that. Buy it now while it's cheap and then when it comes in, you're just ready to go. Exactly. That's like, oh, on that, my biggest tip for buying vintage, when it's summer, buy winter gear because it's so cheap. When it's winter, buy summer gear. Like at the moment, I'm just buying so many t-shirts, board shorts coming for summer because it's dirt cheap at the moment. Whereas if you want to buy a Nike crew neck right now, it's going to set you back a ridiculous amount because everyone's after them. This is true. It's a great tip. Do you have any tips for somebody who wants to be a reseller or get in the scene? Or do you think, oh, it's a bit too late for that now? No, 100%. No, there's there's so much. There's so much like but the best thing about it, and like you were just saying with the new trends is – there's so much opportunity because if, for example, fluoro comes in, the op shops are full of neon stuff. Like it's like they're full of it. Or if, like for example, say patent jeans came in, like a floral, or you know, even corduroy comes back in heavy, then there's just a totally new market for it. And I think, like especially if you're just going to start out op shopping and thrifting and getting stock to then resell, it's 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 such a good good business to get into i think as a as a hobby as a little side hustle you know a little money maker i think 100 percent, it's not too late i think now as well people are just more aware of the effects of fast fashion and more people are kind of wanting to shop in that scene now yeah. more than ever Spot on, yeah. so and yeah. thrifting is like a trend now like it wasn't cool like when we were younger it was like oh you get your stuff secondhand that's like oh a bit gross whereas now it's trendy and people put up reels of like come thrifting with me and stuff yeah 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 no i think i think and another cool thing is like with all of my mates like like we rotate jumpers like it's like you have this jumper for the next couple of months and i'll have this one then it's you know you've got a completely new and a lot of the clothes from the 80s and the 90s are so much, so much better quality than the stuff you can get at, you know, your cotton on, your factory. Like I totally, totally, yeah, totally yeah. agree. Made to last. Yeah. 100%, 100%. When you go to an op shop, what's the first section you go to? Oh, I love this. I normally go with um with Max and um we, we get in there and like it's pretty much, I was watching the Olympics, you know, the Olympic marathon walkers. It's sort of like that pace. <laughs> like You straight line like the men's jumper section slash jacket section. Yeah. You fly through them and then you go shoes always second. And then um 
I'll go to t-shirts and I'll go to button ups and then I'll check out like the bags. And then I always, always, always look in the kids section because I've found some really cool stuff in the kids section. Yes. You look like a little bit of a weirdo, especially as a six foot four guy looking through little kid stuff, <laughs> but I've found some really cool stuff in there. So yeah. Same. We love the kids section. Yeah. We like the bra section because there's always like little crop type lacy, lacy yeah. things. Or bralettes. So yeah. That are just like yeah. quite in at the moment. But we also love the men's. Like we always check yeah, out the men's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to the shoes first. Really? First? Yeah, oh, first thing. Interesting. I feel like I'm always disappointed when I go to the men's tea section because there's just never anything there because people clear it out. I don't want to start my thrifting trip being sad. And same at Hunter Markets. I always like look at the bottom of the racks. I was chatting to my sister just, um, I was on the phone to her and she was saying that everyone tries to get there, you know, sort of early, which is good because you either have to go really early at the start or what she loves is going sort of towards the end. And obviously none of the sellers want to go home with everything. So, you know, she fills like a few bags up in that last sort of 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah, that's a hot tip. When I used to go to the market before I worked there, I always was like first in the door. But now working there, some of the, my best stuff is from the end of the day. Yeah, um, the last five minutes. So they're like, yeah. just take it, babe. And you're like, oh, yeah. thanks. They're like, oh, $5, <laughs> whatever. You're like, all right, great. Yeah, exactly. So now, now I would come late for sure. Exactly, yeah. So what does the future look like for Liam? Um, so obviously I'm going to you know, try my best at footy and see how that pans out. Oh my God, fingers crossed. Yeah, I know it's hard with lockdown because obviously I'm not I'm not playing any footy. I'm not like being seen or anything, but um, if I can take it a step further, then that's, you know, it's beautiful. That'd be awesome. But um, regardless of footy, I think, um, I think I probably will go back to uni. Whether I do a business course or more of like a psychology or something like that, I'm not, not too sure of. Cool. Love that. And then I think... In terms of like vintage, I think at the moment I'm investing like as much as I can time-wise and financial-wise into it to try and build it up as much as I can. I think I was having this chat to my mom the other day about when, when Rebecca, my sister, does come back from the army, you know, I'm going to have to clear her room out. So I think I'll probably have to look for another, you know, retail shop or sort of like a warehouse sort of situation where I can set up in. I think I think that'll sort of be a must in the next um, couple of years. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Man. So exciting. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And before we finish up, do you want to plug anything? You said you're revamping your website. Tell us where we can find you. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think my Instagram is probably the the best one to plug. So I'm just Hayes Vintageware, H A Y E S Vintageware. Um, I post all my updates about markets, about latest drops, about um new things we're working on. Yeah, and then my my Depop's are where all my stock is. That's just in the link in my bio. So check that out. That'd be yeah, it'd be cool. And hopefully when COVID sort of clears up and everything, I can um get back to markets and you know. T- do, do what we all love. Yeah. yeah Get cool. yourself back to Hunter Markets for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Thank you so much for coming on today, Liam. No, nah, it's been awesome. It's been, it's been so much fun. It was so good so good to chat with you too. And hopefully I can, um, I'll can i see you back back in action when Hunter Markets is up and running again. Thanks, Liam. Thank you. I'll Bye. see you soon. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Who I Met at the Market. Hunter Markets is committed to honouring the past, present and future Indigenous communities and original owners of the land on which we operate our market on.